Hello everyone and welcome to another Euro 2020 edition of the Talking Football podcast. It was a tremendous quarter-final stage, so we'll be reviewing that and then looking ahead to the two semi-finals. And I, I cannot wait for them. And it was an amazing uh, quarter-final stage, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, probably the best that I can remember where every team was just fighting for that semi-final spot. Um, and um, I think there wasn't really a team that really sort of like crumbled. Oh, well, I mean, obviously U- Ukraine lost 4-0, but they still were putting up a good fight um, against England, uh, which we'll get on to in a bit. Yeah, so let's start then. And then go through in chronological order. So first off, Spain, um, Switzerland, Spain rather. I mean, we both uh, thought that Switzerland could just edge out this one. And, and to be honest, like after the after Shakira equalised up until up until Froehler's red card, I really thought that Switzerland could have pulled it off, and it was a very, very, very harsh red card. Yeah, um, I think Switzerland going into this had arguably the better sort of like mindset and sort of like momentum going in. Obviously, beating the current world champions, uh, which is difficult for many teams. Um, but yeah, so it's, so I, I did think there was going to be like another upset on the cards after that. But I think, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. As Spain's sort of like experience as a whole sort of got them through uh, this, um, but yeah, the, I think the red card changed the game uh, because, like you say, after that Shakiri equaliser, Switzerland just sort of seemed to kick up another gear, um, but then that was halted by by the red card um, for me. Um, ultimately, went all the way to penalties, but arguably probably one of the worst. Penalty shootouts that yeah. I can remember for a long time. Well, I mean, Switzerland, who beat France on penalties, then proceeded to miss three in a row after obviously scoring, scoring the first one. I mean, but gets his penalty though, for opening it for Spain. Yeah. Like a little, like he scuffed it big time, didn't he? I mean, and there were quite a few of them who did that little top step and the keepers just stayed still. I think mean, they all missed. Whoever yeah. did that little um, stutter halfway through the run. Uh, played the price in the end, and Spain were really fortunate, uh, really, because the goal that uh, they scored, of course, a huge deflection. Um, I think it was George Alba who has been credited uh, for the goal, even though uh, some people are saying it was an own goal. But the shot, I, mean, I believe it wasn't target anyway, so yeah. I'll give it to Alba. I mean, Spain they haven't really shone too brightly, although the and the scores. Uh, five twice now in the tournament uh, before this quarter final stage of course but I'm still I'm still not totally convinced by them and I think Italy who of course uh, beat Belgium in the in the second quarter final 2-1 I think Italy could beat them tonight uh, yeah I think Italy will be sort of like licking their lips at uh, Spain because they, they are there for the beating uh, this Spanish team, like I, I've, been, I've been saying in a few of these episodes, that you know, not having Ramos at the back, I mean, could, could hurt Spain, but they they still made it to a semi final, like without these 
uh, big names that have missed out. Um, so I mean, they're quietly doing the business, but it's not been em emphatic. I mean, e even the like the five three against uh, Croatia was it? Um, that wasn't like a walkover. Like you know, they, they lost a two 0 lead and it ended up going like to extra time for them to score five. So probably the it, it, it was probably the last group game where they where they um trounced that team was it Slovakia, yeah. Yes. Five 0 Slovakia. Um that was probably the most comfortable we've seen the Spanish side look. Um but, you know, like I say, they they still got to a semi final, they they've still quietly done their business, but yeah. It it's not as exciting as like a twenty twelve or a two thousand and eight Spanish team. Yeah, I would agree. Enrique, though, he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. I'm still puzzled by the fact that he's not taking it, taking any Real players yeah. uh, to the tournament. But said, having said that, you know, they are still in the last four against the odds, really, if you think about this yeah. and the squad compared to what it has been in the past. But I mean, Spain have been shaky. I think, admittedly, though, they only had one shaky game in the um, in the. Um, round of 16 against Austria but they mm. bounced back against Belgium I mean and they were back to their best in the first half especially yeah. Insigne's goal drop of the shoulder and then it was like on FIFA you know <laughs> I mean I think Alderweireld backed away for a good few seconds and Insigne just mm. he saw the gap and he just placed it what a Kevin but like absolute finesse shot I mean been watching Pogba <laughs> <laughs> yeah well <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I think it was one of the goals of the tournament, to be fair, that from Insignia. Because yeah. the way that he beat his man so easily. And yeah, and, and this is the Insignia we've been waiting for. We've, we've seen him countless times sort of have these performances for, for Napoli over the last, what? Uh, Many years. Almost 10 years. Um, so th th this is the performance on, a, on like main international stage that, that we've been waiting for for Insignia to produce and my god did he do it <laughs> we talk about Hazard in uh, the game before for Belgium against Portugal sort of like mm. dominating that, that game Insignia had a, a similar game similar style of player as well and I think Belgium really Insigne. didn't miss Hazard didn't they yeah yeah they, they didn't have that De Bruyne lost his go to yeah. man to link get well, it he to. had a he he had a mare for me. He did, but there are reports out there saying that he was playing with an injury. He wasn't fully fit. So, but yeah, I mean, when if De Bruyne is saying he's playing, you're gonna play him. Like you can't drop yeah, De Bruyne. De Bruyne unless he is literally injured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but Doku, no. Though. Yeah, but I think Italy got their tactics on point. But yeah, Doku in the last fifteen minutes. All game really. I think it did really yeah. well. Um, but, but definitely in the last sort of like twenty minutes, uh, was mm. oh yeah, he was. He he looks a good talent, you know, nineteen, um, and he's taking on Benucci and Chiellini <laughs> and the way he's doing, and and even uh, Di Lorenzo isn't slouch as well, and he's you know breezing past him, uh, so he, he's Phenomenal he's going to be a huge talent. It's just a shame that he's. Coming to the end of like the golden generation <laughs> Belgians team, and shout out as well to 
Mancini in charge. Is now is, is that now thirty two games unbeaten, thirty three? Yeah. Which is almost since he took over, really. If yeah. you think about it, that's absolutely tremendous job from the ex Man City manager. And I think a lot of people in England have probably forgotten about his quality. Yeah. Uh, since he left English football uh, so long ago, was it twenty thirteen? I think wasn't it? And then Pellegrini came in. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, he's proving us all wrong, isn't he? I mean, I didn't really give it emissely a chance. Um, if he even came uh, getting into the quarters, really, uh, pre-tournament. And over 30 games in beaten for any side, he's absolutely incredible. And I think Italy could be dark horses in who you're saying to win that. Italy, Spain. Interesting. You can't look past... Italians' defense, like, like you say, Mancini. I mean, like the respect that he's got from the players. It's almost like a Southgate effect, mm. um, where he's just like you know, sort of like got rid of all those sort of like club disputes and just made it seem like an Italian football club. <laughs> like yeah. he's made it like his own football club uh, and. You know, when you succeed at international football, that's how you need to be, um, and he's he's done that to a T. And um, yeah, you can't you know, the the strength in that Italian defense. You know, mm. the, I mean, they went in uh, in a three clean sheets in the group stage. You know, only conceding one against Belgium. Uh, so they they do look a solid team and. Spain need to show something more than what they have done this tournament um, to Agreed. beat them. Uh, but I do, I do think Italy have all, all the momentum going into this semi final. So for me, it'll be um, an Italy win, maybe two 0 I'd have to agree with Italy. Yeah, I always think they're more of a unit than Spain, hands down. And we've seen, you know, um, Croatia um, got a three against Spain and Croatia were. Uh, we're saying over a by you know a couple of teams in the group stage really. It's this attack. I think it is good. Um, and up against that, um, Spain defence who are leaking goals. I don't really see Spain doing it. They might score one because they do uh, create a lot of chances. I'll probably say two on Italy. I think I think it's one of those games. You know, uh, two one Austria, two one Belgium, uh, two one against Spain as well. I reckon. <clears throat> yeah. you, I hope it's a good game and it's not like a cagey affair. Yeah, we, you want like this sort of like semi final where both teams are going for the win, um, rather than a semi final where both teams are just trying to avoid losing, uh, making it a ball draw. Um, you want both teams to have that attacking edge, um, for sure, just to make it a spectacle. But these two teams should make it a spectacle as well. Mm. And the other two teams who are left in the quad, um, in the semi-finals now, of course, Denmark and England. So let's have a look at their two games from the quarters. Denmark, a tremendous first half against the Czech Republic. Mm. Two them up at the break uh, before Patrick Schick um, scored his fifth goal of the tournament. Yeah. Um, he's level uh, uh, with Cristiano now, but he's not going to win the Golden Boot, of course, because yeah. he's not got an assist to his name as well. But Denmark winning that one 2-1. 
And there's quite a bit of controversy, wasn't there, having the first goal because it wasn't a corner. Yeah. However, you can't leave Thomas Delaney unmatched in the six-yard box no. from, a, from, a, from a set piece because he's just going to head it home. Yeah. Exactly how he did do it. Then Casper Dahlberg stepped up again. His fourth goal in the tournament, I believe now. And it's really, really good from him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've said it again in previous episodes, but back then, Mark, to go deep into the tournament, I didn't think semi-finals is as far <laughs> as they'd get. And I hope it is as far as they get. Because, you know, England. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Denmark transformed from the team that we saw in the first two uh, group games. But I think that was yeah. um, still like a shell shock of the Ericsson yes. situation. And yeah. ever since they hammered Russia 4 1 uh, to progress into the knockout stages, they've been absolutely tremendous. Yeah, they, they, they really have deserved to be where they are now. They've. they've um, I mean, apart from the first two games, that they've probably been one of the standout teams. Um, For sure. And I go back to like how I said that the Italian team feel like a club. This feels more like a team spirit that everyone is literally playing for that shirt, that badge, and for Christian Eriksen. Like they, they're not going down without a fight. Mm. Um, so even if they do lose. They probably will score, um, and I do like this Danish team. Um, you know, Dolberg coming in was scoring goals. Like even though he didn't play for the first two games, I don't think perhaps not. Um, and like you know, he got a good solid defensive unit with um, Kier and Schmeichel in goal. The, the midfield with like Hoiberg and Delaney as well, sort of like dictating things in the middle of the park. Like they, they really do seem like this good unit. And moving on to England, it's going to be a tough semi-final for England. Like which mm. on par with Croatia from three years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, because all right, in- England have like. Um, sort of like been sort of like struggling this tournament really to create chances but last night they just turned it, it was on. insane man I mean I was full of confidence going into the game mm. and the big uh, talking point as soon as the MT news came in was that Jaden Sancho was yeah. s- starting in the tournament for the first time and we questioned didn't we uh, in our previous episode if yeah. we if he'd been left out of the team because uh, of his um, uncertainty about his future. And to be honest, we could be right because mm. he came into the side and instantly he's the player that we all expected yeah. to see in the group stages. He was absolutely tremendous, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. There's not many players that can miss four games, only playing six minutes, and still show the, le- the level that he was showing at Dortmund uh, the season just gone. Like, so that just shows like the the talent that he's got at such a young age, and like he just he just seemed to always look forward. He, he never, I don't think he ever made like a backwards or sideways pass, mm. unless it was in an, an attacking area. Um, he, he always just seemed to like turn the defense, and that skill 
where he just beat those two yeah. Ukrainians and he got tripped and he still ran still in. That's still what I like about him. He doesn't yeah. just fall over like a lot of players do. Yeah. Um, but we've seen finally seen English, England set pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, that that was the whole thing about like the World Cup success was our set pieces. Haven't really seen it this this tournament until yeah. last night, you know, with Harry Maguire scoring off the Luke Shaw free kick and Henderson scoring off the was it Mason Mount? Yes it was, uh, yeah. Wonderful delivery that corner. Corner. So yeah, so um We're good in the air, aren't we? Because Harry yeah. Kane also scored, didn't he? Evan Malcolm played another <laughs> Luke Shaw assist. Yeah. Luke Shaw's having the tournament of his life as well. Yeah. Season of his life. Yeah, this is probably like the Southampton Luke Shaw mm. that that we've seen. Um, you know, he's finally living up to the potential that he was gaining at Southampton and showing that he can do it on a huge stage. And yeah, this this England team now is is looking yeah. special. Only team to not concede a goal in the tournament. Yeah. Um, first time ever in history that England have had seven consecutive clean sheets. So, you know. Oh, all the stats Very are there. Good. All the stats are there. But only team to ever keep a clean sheet in the first five games of a European Championship as well, which is yeah. some achievement. Yeah. So, but like like we've been saying, you can't um, not expect a tough battle against this Danish team. Though. Yeah. Like They're much better than Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, I'll credit to Ukraine because they did uh, force Pickford into a couple of saves in the first half but yeah. England just had it under control for the entire match yeah. and I think we've, we've, we've probably had that all tournament which has been absolutely yeah. and it, it seems like England could have turned it on a bit more it yeah. seemed like they were still in like like in car terms yeah. like third or fifth fourth gear they went yeah. like fifth or sixth um, gear like you know I think they could you know Turn it on a bit more, like they're conserving something, which, which is also good. And you know the players that we're bringing off on the bench, like Rashford. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say because last night you were saying you're falling up and you're bringing Marcus Rashford off the bench, like the defense was supposed to go over. Already. Yeah, <laughs> like and, and even Grealish like didn't play, but and, Foden. and Foden. But I think Foden because of the yellow card that he was on, yeah. that was a smart decision not to use him. Another smart decision. Yeah, um, especially when he's a bit naive still. Um, yeah. Uh, because of his young age, he, he could have like come on and just had made a rash decision or something. So that was quite smart. So then at least these yellow cards are now sort of like gone. Yeah, that's clean. And um, we, we can. I uh, hope Gareth puts out you know a strong eleven. Well, anyway. well, we've got to back any decision mm-hmm. he makes now because every decision he has made has yeah. paid off. Um, yeah, you say that he didn't play Foden. Because of the card, so do you think he'll bring him back in? Or will Sancho keep um, his place? Well, I mean, it, it, Sancho's definitely given Southgate a massive headache mm. because you, you could easily say if Sancho didn't have as good as a game as he did last night, um, Foden would then come yeah. back in. Um, but now Southgate has got a really tough decision as to um, does he drop Sancho? Or does he leave Foden on the bench? Um, if you're thinking about it from like an impact point of view, I'd probably say Sancho would have more of an impact off the bench. But then you've already got the pace of uh, Rashford yeah. on the bench. 
anyway, so but it'll be interesting. But sometimes, yeah. like, I mean, even, like, I know Foden isn't blessed with significant pace, but he's still not slow. Yeah. Wait, so when there, there is more spaces in these latter stages of the games, like, maybe he's a better one to come off the bench, because yeah. it, he'll just drift and just, yeah. like, create space for... His vision is very good. ...full-backs, yeah. Um, so, it's, so it's an interesting one, like, Either player, you don't really mm-hmm. mind who starts. Um, I think we still got to keep Rice and Phillips because yeah. they dictated that midfield really well. And even even against Germany, even though Phillips didn't play against Germany, Rice still. I don't think uh, Rice still um, was really good, mopping everything up. Um, but but Phillips again last night got back mm-hmm. to his like how he did against the Croatians. The first game, he, that level he was very good, wasn't he? Yeah. I've been impressed with him, to be fair. Mm. At all tournament, I mean, I'm not a Leeds fan, and I never will be, but you know, in an England shirt, yeah, he's been absolutely, absolutely amazing, Phillips. Yeah. I'd have the whole squad. I mean, Pickford in, yeah. in goal, to be fair, our whole defence. Yeah. Oh, Pickford's always turned up for England, though. Like, yeah. he he could come off like. An Everton like relegation where he's conceded like hundred goals and he'll still like turn it up for an England England performance. He, I think he just he's one of those players that just relishes playing for the badge uh, and wearing 100%. wearing that that shirt. Um, so I I didn't question Pickford's form oh, going no, in, never. going into this tournament, even though he did come off quite a, a sticky year. Yeah, I think he, he was dropped a few times as well, which was yeah. rare in like the season before mm. last. Um but then considering um Diva two keeps in the squad, they both did get relegated in the Premier League season. Yeah. Albeit in much uh, smaller teams. So you know it's yeah. I think it's unfair to compare the three keepers on on that fact alone. But I mean yeah. Pickford's been well Southgate's number one since he he took the job really. I, I think, think so, um, yeah. 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 His his distribution again is it is a, is a good couple of uh, slices last night. Well. Yeah, I mean, what's been expected? Yeah, one major one on his like, um, they were both on his weaker foot, weren't they? You know that that sort of like Possibly, yeah. volley, um, and then the one uh, where he just literally just hit it across the deck. Um, <laughs> but but it's still like wonderful tournament. It's, it's a wonderful outlet to have Pickford's distribution um, on his left foot. <laughs> Right then, so the Denmark game. Where do you think it'll be won and lost? What are the key battles? Um, I think the key one is Kane against Kier. Um, because Kier isn't um, weak. Like, he's strong. Uh, yeah. It could be a battle that Kane might relish having. He's not really had one of those physical battles yet. Because yeah. he, he loves That's to true. sort of like backing into defenders and, you know, holding the play up. So maybe... Very... Alan Shearer. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe arguably slightly better at it. Yeah, yeah, I think, I'd say that. Um, he's slightly stronger than Shearer was. Um, not that Shearer was weak uh, at all. <laughs> um, but I think, it, yeah, it'll be a good, a good battle of that. Um, and I think uh, the full-backs in dealing with Brathwaite and whoever plays on the other wing that's Paulson. Yeah, because Brathwaite and 
Olsen tend to drift in. Yeah. So it's just well, the goal scorers, aren't they? So they do get yeah. quite they're compact, which will help England. Yeah. So that that could cause some trouble with the full-backs in dealing with that. You know, then coming in more inside. Um, Might go to a back three, back five. Maybe. Mm. Back three centre half to head combat the three strikers. Maybe yeah, yeah. Like one on each. Um, but still back our our full-backs to get back yeah, in behind I, and deal I think, with it. To be fair, I think the midfield battle. I think we can win. If we nullify Delaney, I've got a feeling he, Henderson might start. You know. Yeah, and just get Henderson, man marking Delaney. Came on, scored the fourth goal. I love that celebration. Absolute yeah. passion. Yeah, first goal in sixty-three caps. Like, that, that, that is madness. So, and it, uh, it's the goal that took us to the semi-final of the Euros. So what what a moment for him in Rome. Deserves it as well with like his sort of like story as well like ridiculed at Liverpool for his first couple of years Mm. people questioning whether he would be a good captain to have but he's definitely shown yeah the reason why Gerard wanted him to be captain (laughs) 100% so yeah yeah, I would feel sorry for Rice or Phillips to miss out I think it could be Calvin who misses out because Rice I think Mm. is you know he's feels a bit more assured on the ball yeah and both amazing players. Yeah, he's he's less rash like Phillips. Yeah, you still sort of think there could be a yellow or a red card. Yeah, it happens at sometimes. Um, I I think there was a tackle where he went over the ball and he got a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he does have some scary moments sometimes when he's diving in for tackles. Um, And Hendo's big game experience. Yeah. Huge, you know, we don't have too many experienced players in these yeah. situations. And I, th- I think he, if you just get Henderson just to sit on Delaney and just yeah stop yeah. that, um, then I think I think we we could win that midfield battle. And I think if we do that, overall we yeah. should win the game. Casper uh, Schmeichel will be the one for Denmark who has to perform. Yeah, I, I mean it's a bit of an obvious Owen thing to say, but uh, <laughs> I mean he's been. Fantastic. So perhaps it's a battle um, with the two keepers, you know, mm. whoever uh, plays best, um, distributes best, commands yeah. the box best. Because Pickford, he comes to crosses, but I think Casper Schmeichel is a much more assuring figure in the net, I think. Yeah, yeah, he he, he seems, he, he does seem like his dad, where he, like, it's going to be something special that beats mm. him. Yeah. Um, or... You know, you, you draw him out and play it across. Yeah. Like, it's a presence across. more, isn't it? Um, in the in the goal, like especially, I think, um, saving shots, etc. I think they're probably extremely equal. But I think commanding his box, I'd, I love Pickford. I don't think, I mean, I don't have the image of him uh, being like mm-hmm. a a huge presence in that uh, that box. Obviously, he is for his teammates because I play with him uh, but for a Poulsen or a Dolberg I wouldn't be scared no. taking the ball against Pickford but no. um, if Schmeichel comes for it he's ab- he absolutely you know, he'll, he, he'll he commi- take he commits to any aerial ball and it's, it's got to be a wonderful leap to beat him mm. um, because you know he's, he's not going to let the goal go in easy um, but it's not going to be a walkover by any stretch for England like it was no. with the Ukrainians um, but I still think that England overall especially the strength coming off the bench yeah. that we have 
um, in this tournament should you know, carry us over into the final. And at the start of the tournament, <coughs> excuse me, if you'd have told me that we'd have Denmark for, for a place in the final, yeah. 60,000 uh, 60, fans at Wembley, midweek, under the lights, I mean, I would have taken that all day long. Yeah. Uh, so whether Denmark are in form or not, I really, I couldn't really care less, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. obviously, and the whole Christian Eriksson, um, Christian Eriksson thing is the one part of me which I'm thinking, if they do beat us and, you know, you know, mm. win the whole thing, fair enough. But if you look on paper, we should be winning this. Yeah, and then it's, probably winning the tournament. It's, it's whether the, the Danish just forget about the fans. I mean, it's yeah. going to be hard to do with 60,000 in there. I mean, it's still thirty thousand less than what it would have been, yeah, in a normal yeah. year. Um, but um, yeah, it's just whether they, they, if they if the Danish play the occasion, they could get walked over. Yeah. But I if they do, really if they do it like the Scots, yeah, and just like live up to the occasion, mm. it's going to be a very hard game. Mm. And well, they've got players, haven't they, who have won the Premier League and FA Cup, who have mm. played in the Champions League semi-finals. You know, to have to have been on a as big a stage or bigger against against worse odds, really. So yeah. I don't think it's going to be a pushover mm. like Ukraine were, like you say. But I'm probably going to go three. I was going to say uh, three one then, but I really I don't want us to uh, to, to concede or tournament. I mean yeah. that that would be an incredible thing to happen. So I'll just say a easy not. not Easy but controlled, two nil. I'd agree. Same with the Germany, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. I think two nil uh, would be a good result. I think any England fan would snap your hand off for that, just, mm. just to get into the final. I think any win, to yeah. be honest. Well, um, well, we could get ten red cards and <laughs> six injuries. But I really wouldn't care as long as they're fit for the final. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, but I think two nil. Yeah, I, I don't think I can disagree with that. There's. Mm. Should be a good win. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's been a tremendous <clears throat> tournament for me, and so far it's the best of uh, my lifetime. I mean, I only, I was, I was only born in '97, uh, so I'm not really, you know, and I wish I was born in '96. At least I could say I was alive. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, uh, to witness it um, in some form, yeah. some form. But it's the first tournament as an England as an Englishman that I've actually had realistic and uh, not even expectation uh, but belief that we can actually do it yeah if it's a World Cup three years ago I only I believed as soon as the draw opened up yeah whereas I went into this tournament thinking we have got a real chance with this squad yeah yeah because because I think with the majority of the squad coming off the back of that semi-final, going into this tournament, looking at the teams that we could potentially face that, that may have been sticky, but would come over like the biggest mm. test in Germany, and you know that that's huge for for any team. But I, I really do think that this tournament is living up to similar feelings that English fans had in '96, and um, where there, there, there is absolute belief that we can go all the way 
and bring it home. Um, <laughs> I so, don't want to say it. Yeah, and have it taped, but it's it's coming. <laughs> it's not home yet. I think it's it's Swift Walker's transport. Coming, it's coming, coming soon. It's, it's coming. It's coming, coming soon. soon. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- but yeah, so because so, I was born in '97 as well, so certainly my lifetime, that, like you, like you say, I fully agree. This is like the first time I've had full and out and out belief that we can actually go all the way um, in this tournament. Because, like you say, even in eight eighteen, though, you know, all right, yeah, we we scored that free kick against Croatia, but there still wasn't that unity that mm. I think we do have now. Yeah. And, the, and the experience from that will be yeah. extremely vital. Because if we yeah. if we were to be pegged back um, against Denmark, I'll go behind. We have the experience. I mean, mm. we don't have the experience of 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 coming from behind in a big stage game like this or even of winning one which will be interesting however I mean we've got Premier League winners left right and centre Harry Kane's finally scoring goals now you know three and two for him now and I'm backing him for another couple against Denmark really it's if you'd have asked me at the start of the tournament who who would you want you know and I realistically have the teams that could get far you'd You'd say I've the checks for Denmark, and yeah. that's who we've got. And it's coming on. It's coming on. Yeah. I don't want to say it because it, it's jinxed, jinxing it, isn't it? But it is extremely close to happening, and I can't see England's not getting over the line because sixty k in like in the stadium home, at home as well. Like yeah. the England players know that pitch inside and out. Yeah. No, they, they play it. Majority, obviously, in, in like the World Cup qualifiers, they've you know, had three games there this this year already. So they they know the ins and out of that pitch, and you know it's it's on the cards, isn't it? But yeah, so <laughs> right, so then score predictions for the semi final. I reckon Italy two, Spain one. I always think, and um, the Zoe are going to know how, how to do it. And if you get the noses ahead, I don't see them throwing it away. And similarly with England, I think it'll be another controlled, calm performance. You know, Southgate in this tournament has picked players to get the job done, not to you know you know please the eye. And I can see that happening again. And I think we'll just do exactly what we need to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Two nil, job done. I'm going two nil for both. Semi-finals. Yeah, interesting. Um, I think we've got the Italians with their. I think I think it's it's just their defence that will get yeah. them that, and obviously with Insigne coming on the back of that performance mm. against the Swiss, uh, Belgium. Sorry, um, he, he, he just seems like the player that we we know that he, he is for Napoli, and I think he'll he'll unlock that Spanish defence. Um, with England again, Gareth Southgate does his homework. He know, he will know his team already for that for Wednesday 100%. night. He might um, say he doesn't, but he does. <laughs> yeah, um, and <coughs> unless <coughs> excuse me, unless there's like an injury blowing in training, I, I, he would have known this team uh, probably 
on Friday who's probably making the, the, the team decision for Wednesday. I think the final um, part of the front three is the only dilemma. Yeah. And Hendo, I think, in midfield. Yeah. Will Hendo play? Who's he going to put alongside um, San- um, Sancho? <laughs> um, Sterling and Kane mm. up, up front. I, mean, I do think it'll be Sancho. I think he's shown in that one game against Ukraine that he can he can bring something that we don't have Yeah. Um, from, an, from anyone else. I think he carries the ball yeah. even better than Grealish. I know he's not in the same kind of player, but he's just... His feet, his end product, his final choice is incredible. Yeah, you can see why he's yeah. got 50 goals for Dortmund, yeah. the way that he plays. Um, yeah. And Man U fans watching that quarter-final, by the way. They're yeah. going to be looking at it. <coughs> yeah. Can't wait to see him in the Premier League. Mm. Yeah, no. I, I, at the time, I was sort of like annoyed that Pep let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am sort of happy that he sort of proved himself. And now he's coming back to a team that of could, all the teams. could stop Man City winning another yeah. back-to-back Premier League campaign. So the future's um, the future's bright. The future's English. Mm-hmm. We're both backing us to reach the final alongside Italy, and then we'll come back in a few days with our final prediction. And hopefully, hopefully England are there. So until then, see ya. Bye.